I'm going to talk about life. Real life. Because the life that we have naturally is temporal. And it's not permanent. And Jesus has said to us, I've come that they might have life. You remember we talked about the, the, the Good Shepherd in chapter 10 of John's Gospel? Do you remember we read that a few weeks ago? Jesus said, I am the door to the sheep. No man, you, you can't come into the fold unless you come through me. Do you remember that in chapter 10? Yes. Okay, I want to read from verse 7. Then said Jesus to them again, Verily, verily, that's verse 7, chapter 10, have you got it? He says, Truly, truly, or verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Okay? All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me or through me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it abundantly. The word more is not there. In fact, the word it is not there either. So what it should read is, I am come that they might have life, and they might have abundantly. That's the word abundantly is immeasurably. Better translation, immeasurably. Can you measure something that's immeasurable? No. You can't, can you? No. So that is the Greek, should be the true translation, immeasurable. It cannot be measured. So he's come to give us life that cannot be measured. I can measure your life. You can measure mine. So imaginary man. He was born in 1910, he died in 1957, and so you can measure his life from the day he was born to the day he died. That was his life. You see that? That's the measure of the man's life, the duration of it. But this life is immeasurable. It cannot be measured. It's a life without ending. It's eternal life. But not only is it eternal, everlasting, it cannot be measured in any way that you can understand to measure. We cannot measure it. That's why Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it immeasurably. So what do you think that life is then? That uh, if you go into... Something else we've looked at before, into chapter 6. I'm going to read quite a bit of this. 
when I decide where to start. Um, down in verse 31, I believe, I'm going to start. So, halfway through the chapter, more or less. Verse 30, I think we'll start up, not 31. Verse 30 of chapter 6 of John's Gospel, okay? They said therefore unto him, that is unto Jesus, What sign showest thou then, that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, or in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he that came down from heaven and gives life to the world. Exodus, in chapter 16, it will tell you a bit about it, so you can see what Jesus was referring to. So it's chapter 16 of Exodus. There we are there. Beginning of the chapter, verse 1. And they took their journey from Elim, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Zin which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would we had died by the hand of the Lord, in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full, for ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to, uh, to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, Sorry, and the people shall go out and gather a certain amount, or a certain rate, every day, that I will prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. The dew came down on the ground, and they went out, and the dew turned into a thing, it looked like frost, but it was actually bread from heaven that God provided for them. But God provided for them because they didn't have faith in God. Because they were murmuring against God. See, God does miracles for us sometimes, despite our unbelief in Him. If they'd have believed God, God would have provided something better for them. But they murmured, you brought us in the wilderness to kill us. We were better off in Egypt. So God in his mercy, gave them bread to eat. And they had to bring so much each day into the habitation and, and keep it. But if they did, then they went out the next day and collected more. So they couldn't keep what they had. If they got too much, it would go rotten. 
fill the house room. Do you remember Jesus said to his disciples when they said, Lord, teach us to pray? He said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, holy be your name, thy kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That prayer is based on this. That part of that. Give us our day. Because God had given them their daily bread in the wilderness. Go back now into chapter 6 of John. And it will all become clear. So he said, Moses gave you not that living bread, didn't he? They said, our fathers, in verse 31, did eat manna. Well, actually, manna is, is a Hebrew word. It means, what is it? What is it? It's a question. They didn't know what it was. So the manna came down from heaven. Whatever it was came down from heaven. And they looked at it and said, what is it? And that's what manna means. What is it? So it's, it stuck. And it became a term gave us manna in the desert or in the wilderness as it is written he gave them bread from heaven to eat then Jesus said unto them very verily I say unto you that Moses gave you not the bread from heaven but my father gives you the true bread from heaven for the bread of God is he that came down from heaven and gives his life the world. So that's the picture behind it. That's the picture behind it. So Jesus is the true bread from heaven. I am the bread of life. You see that in verse 35. They said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And in verse 35, Jesus answered and said to them, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that you also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father hath given me shall come to me, and him that comes to me I will in no wise cast out. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the will, and this is the Father's will, which has sent me, that all which hath he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one that sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up on the last day. So, this is what the true life, Jesus is the true life, he's the true bread. He said, I've come that you might have life. And he says there in verse 35, I am the bread of life. You could translate that, I am the food of life. You know that when we eat every day, we eat food so we can live, can't we? Yes. Yes. So if you stop eating food, you'd die, wouldn't you? So those people in the wilderness were hungry, and they murmured. So God gave them bread. So how do I get this 
How do I eat this bread of life? You may ask. Well, if you go down um, a little bit, where shall we start? Verse 47 of the same chapter. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and the dead. Let that sink in. Your fathers ate manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, talking about himself. So you can imagine Jesus standing there and saying, This, talking about himself, bread that came down from heaven, which a man may eat thereof and not die. Can you see that in verse 50? This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. So we can see exactly what, why they said, our fathers at manna in the wilderness, and Jesus said, yes, but they're dead. If you eat of this bread, referring to himself, you shall live forever. And we need to have this life, this bread. And the reason that Jesus is using this uh, description of himself is because they said, well, our fathers ate manna. He said, yes, but they're dead. <laughs> so what good was that? But if you eat of this bread speaking of himself, you shall live forever. So how do we eat that bread that Jesus is talking about? How do we eat the bread that came down from heaven? The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? How can he? And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinks my blood, has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat, or food, indeed and my drink, and my blood rather, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwells in me and I in him. As the living Father has sent me and I live by him, or more correctly, by the means of him. I live by the means of the Father. So he that eats me, even he shall live by the means of me. Can you see that? It says by me, but literally means by the means of me. 
This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. They ate the manna. I am the living bread. So unless we eat and drink Jesus, he says we will have no life in ourselves. Further on in the chapter, in verse uh, 65, he says, uh, Therefore I say unto you that no man can come to me except it be given him of my Father. And that uh, at that time many of the disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? For thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, etc. So many people couldn't continue because they didn't believe. They didn't believe they could eat and drink of Jesus Christ. They were offended by it. And many of his disciples, his followers, said, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard, in verse um, 60, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? Unless you drink his blood and eat his flesh, you have no life in yourself. Do you find that a hard saying? Is it so hard that you're going to stumble and you're going to go back and no longer continue following Jesus? Because that's what these people did. This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? They heard it with their ears, but they didn't hear it with their heart because they didn't have faith. And everything, at the end of the day, is based on faith. And, and we've got to trust God, and we've got to... Just like Peter, Jesus said to Peter, Peter said to Jesus, If it be you, call me to you, and I'll come and walk on the waters. So Peter, so Jesus said, come on then. So Peter got out of the boat and he was walking on the water. But then he took his eyes off Jesus and he saw the, the waves and the wind. He was concerned and he started to sink. So that's faith. He had faith to a point and then he lost his faith. He believed the word of Jesus said. The word of Jesus said, well, come on then. It was the word that went out of Jesus' wife, Jesus' mouth that sustained him. He believed what Jesus said. And so he walked on what Jesus said. He wasn't walking on the water. That was purely an element. He was actually walking on the word of Jesus Christ. And we have to have faith that when we hear something that Jesus said like this, 
you must eat his flesh and drink his blood, we must believe him, even though we don't understand it. Because There's a lovely um, hymn, Faith believes and asks not how. Just think of that. Faith believes and asks not how. So we must believe and trust him. So you think, well, you haven't really answered the question, Alex, how I eat Jesus. Well, I have actually. He said, he that believes on me. So what is believing? It's the exercising of faith. Believing is the exercising of faith. Peter exercised faith. He believed. Until he came to a place where I said, I, I'm looking, I'm looking at the storm, I'm, I'm feeling it. The wind. And that, he trusted in the wind. He trusted in the storm and not in Jesus. So, there's a lot more I, I was hoping to say, but I'm going to just go into the first epistle of John. John chapter 5. Okay, verse 10. He that believes on the Son of God has the witness, or testimony, that should be, in himself. You know, I keep saying that oh, that should say this, that should read that, but because I'm going back to the original text, Greek text, it's not because I'm being pedantic and saying I don't like that word, I'm going to use a different word. It's more accurate to say testimony than witness, because a witness gives, it's also true, witness is also the right word, but sometimes words are translated not necessarily appropriately. So, you know, you have a, a witness in a courtroom, don't you? All right. But that's not what this means. It's talking about an inward witness, an inward testimony. So there's something inside which testifies or witnesses to ourselves. So when he said, he that believeth on or in the Son of God hath the testimony in himself. He that believes not God hath made him a liar, so made God a liar. So that's a very serious thing there, isn't it? He doesn't believe God, he's calling God a liar. Is God a liar? One thing God cannot do, and he actually says, God cannot lie. There's several things God can't do. But it actually says in the scripture, God cannot lie. So those who do not believe in the Son of God have made God a liar. People don't realise how serious it is not to believe. 
because he believed not and it says record in your version but it's the same word testimony of God he that believed not in the testimony that God gave concerning or of his son so God has given a testimony of his son yours says record actually it's the same word it's the same word throughout witness testimony record it's the same Greek word or every time um, they've not believed in the record or testimony that God has given of his son and this is the testimony you have record this is the testimony that God has given to us eternal life and this life is in his son let me I'll just try and explain what that means you have to have the testimony in yourself it says this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life so you'll know in yourself there'll be a testimony in your spirit saying that you have eternal life it will be a witness if you like inside saying I know I've got eternal life and until we come to that realization we've not really allowed God to do his work in us because believing will always bring us to that place where we will receive him we'll receive his spirit and Jesus said I am the bread of life that came down from heaven he that eats and drinks of me will have eternal life and live forever so if we've done that or we're doing it if we're feeding on the bread of life who is Jesus Christ we will have a witness in our souls the record the testimony in verse 11 this is the testimony that God has given to us eternal life and this life is in his son he that hath the son has life can you see that mm -hmm. and he that hath not the son of God has not life these things have I written to you that believe do you see that though written to you that believe not you that don't believe because they who don't believe have made God a liar mm -hmm. why do you want to write to them well he wouldn't obviously I've written unto you that believe in or on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on or in the name of the Son of God which we know is Jesus Christ so this is the great uh, record the testimony the witness that we believe that we're feeding on him is that we have a witness within us in our spirit that he's come because we read didn't we in in um, chapter 6 he said that uh, 
He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him, or her. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells, or abides, if you like. Another word, the same, in me, and I abide in them. So, if Jesus is abiding in us, we'll have that record, that testimony, that witness inside. You see, he says, he that eats, he that drinks, will have the witness. Um, there's so much more one can say on all this, but I just want you to, to see that you need to believe as if you're actually eating. You think this man is crazy. No, no, just what Jesus said. Didn't he say that? Yes, he did. He that eats and drinks of me. And they, that stumbled them, many, and they no longer followed. This is a hard saying, who can hear it? And that's what you do. You feast on Jesus through faith by believing keep believing on him and believing on him and you will find that there will come a point in your life where he'll come into you and make his abode with you we'll read that in again in John's Gospel mm -hmm. and then you can continually feed and live and then you'll grow and you'll mature Jesus said to the woman the Samaritan woman at the well didn't he said if you drink of the water I give you... See, he's using a different picture of the same truth. Do you remember the story of the woman at the well? Yeah. yeah. If you drink of the water, it'll be in you. Spring it up. So there's drinking again. See, Jesus is using pictures to bring people to faith. You must come to faith. Faith won't come to you. You must come to faith and it's a faith is a disposition whereby you are believing God um, I'm going to finish now in that famous verse that I keep repeating but God keeps bringing it back to my heart I don't know why the Lord keeps bringing us here but he does so here we go the righteousness which is of faith in chapter 10 of Romans which we nearly read every week for some reason the righteousness which is of faith speaks on this wise. Say not in your heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is nigh you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, for with the heart we believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth we confess. Confession is made unto salvation. As the scripture said, Whosoever believes on him, shall not be ashamed. So there, the word is nigh you, in your heart. 
and in your mouth that if you will believe that God raised him from the dead and if you will confess you shall be saved Lord we do thank you that you do speak to us Lord and we even if we don't understand with our minds we know Lord we have to believe but it's only through believing by coming to faith and trusting you like Peter walking on that water because he trusted what you said to him not in his own strength he wasn't trying to accomplish anything he just trusted you and was able to walk on the water and Lord we want to trust you Lord and believe you that whatever you say to us Lord is the truth and that believing your word the reality of it will be made real in us who believe not in those of us who don't believe because if we don't believe we make you a liar but Lord, with those who do believe to the saving of the soul, we commit the word, Lord, that's been spoken to you and pray, Lord, that you're working on our hearts to make it real. Amen. 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 Jesus Christ is made... 642. 642, is it? I think so. I'll teach it to you. It's very easy to learn. Yes. Six four two? Yes. Yes. Six hundred and forty two. See it's Jesus Christ that's made to us all that we need. Not the Bible. Though he's revealed through the Bible if we believe it, what's written in it. God has given us Jesus Christ. He's not given us a religion. He's not given us anything. He's given us his son. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So Jesus Christ has made to me all I need. He's the bread of life. All I need. I don't need anything else but him. So it goes like this. Jesus Christ is made to me. All I need, all I need. He alone is all my plea. He is all I need. And then the chorus. Wisdom, righteousness and power. Holiness forevermore. My redemption full and sure. He is all I need. So I'll start, we'll start beginning again. Jesus Christ is made to me. All I need, all I need. He alone is all my plea. He is all I need. Wisdom, righteousness and power. Holiness forevermore, my redemption full and sure, he is all I need. Jesus is my all in all, all I need, all I need, while he keeps I cannot 
need. Wisdom, righteousness, and power, holiness forevermore. My redemption, full and sure, he is all I need. Do you notice there, it says, while he keeps, I cannot fall. Fall, not fail. Someone said fail, but it's fall. Mm -hmm. So, when Peter was walking on the water, trusting him, he couldn't fall. Amen. He redeemed me when he died. All I need, all I need. I with him am crucified, he is all I need. Wisdom, righteousness and power, holiness forevermore. My redemption full and sure, he is all I need. To my Saviour will I cleave, all I need. All I need, he will not his servant need, he is all I need. Wisdom, righteousness and power, holiness forevermore. My redemption full and sure, he is all I need. Peace, the treasure of my soul. All I need, all I need, he has cleansed and made me whole, he is all I need. Wisdom, righteousness and power, holiness forevermore, my redemption full and sure, he is all I need. Glory, glory to the Lamb, all I need, all I need, by His Spirit sealed I am, He is all I need. Wisdom, righteousness and power, holiness forevermore, my redemption full and sure. He is all I need. Oh, the precious blood of Christ, all I need, all I need. It's the perfect sacrifice. He is all I need. Wisdom, righteousness and power, holiness forevermore. My redemption full and sure, he is all I need. That chorus is based on 1 Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians, talking about the gospel, you read this, um, this verse. It says that Jesus Christ, or you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made to us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification, or holiness as it translates it in our hymn, and redemption, 
that according as it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. So it's based on that scripture that he's made to us all we need. God has made him wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Jesus Christ is all we need to be righteous and wise and holy and redeemed. Isn't that wonderful? Mm -hmm. We don't need any man or any religion. We just need Jesus. Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you are all that we need. Jesus Christ is made to me personally all that I need. Hallelujah. Everything is in him that we need. We don't need to go to a priest Lord, or to someone, a psychiatrist, or a psychologist, or some other thing, you are all we need, and all we need is found in you, so we thank you, Lord. Teach us, Lord, to feast on you, to eat of you, to drink of you in our hearts, as Wesley said in that wonderful hymn. We feast upon thee in our hearts and find that heaven and thou art one. Amen. So we commit ourselves to you, Lord, now. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Amen.